The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Accident Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLS ID 255368, and Accident Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Accident Mortgage. Welcome to the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Accunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, a very pleasant uh, Sunday afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Accunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Sinkrist, along with Accunet Mortgage and Accunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickert, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickert. As always, if you have a question or a comment, just give us a call or text us on the Accunet Mortgage uh, Talk and Text Line. The number is 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, great to have you with us. David, how are you this morning? I'm excellent. Uh, glad to be here in balmy 28-degree weather, as Tony just said, and uh, reporting live from the greater Scottsdale, Arizona area. Dad, what's the uh, temperature reading outside there? Well, only 42 degrees. It was a chilly desert evening here wow. in the greater Phoenix area, wow. Maricopa County. But I think it's going to warm up to the low 60s today. And it's sunny today, so that's awesome. Very good. Well, uh, I saw that you had done uh, copious amounts of notes about January home sales. We teased it before the, before the show. So can you give us the rundown? I know you're not in the state, but I want the rundown on how home sales were in January here in southeastern Wisconsin. All right, you got it. So this is for the five-county Milwaukee metro area, uh, and the data is coming from the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors Multiple Listing Service. Now, what you got to remember is that the month of January in Wisconsin is the lowest and slowest month for sales, and February typically isn't a whole lot better. Mm. And just to give you an idea, January and February sales are typically about half what we're going to see in April, May, July, August, and sometimes just one-third of the sales we're going to see in June. All right, so let's start with single families, uh, single-family homes in the five-county area. 844 single-family homes changed hands with the help of a member of the National Association of Realtors. So here's a question. What sales aren't we seeing, David? Uh, cash or, well, for sale by owner? That's right, for okay. sale by owner. So we don't know how big that is. Right. Now, the number 844 is uh, a little bit lower. It's a 5.8% drop from January of 2018. Huh. Now, if I wanted to write a doom and gloom <laughs> headline, yeah. you know, if I was a news editor, I would write, January home sales in southeastern Wisconsin continue to slump as it did in the second half of 2018. But <laughs> since I'm a little more curious... Uh, than the typical headline writer or journalist, I compared January of 2019 to home sales in January of 2017, two years ago. And guess what? Home sales are up this January compared to two years ago by a whopping seven sales. But if we compare it to 2016, we're up 30 sales or 3.7%. Hmm. So whenever you see a comparative headline, you got to ask yourself, compared to what? So I'm therefore hereby declaring January Single-family home sales in southeastern Wisconsin to be solid. There you go. Come on, that doesn't sell newspapers, yep. though. That's anyway. But yeah, I'm glad for the That's positive right. headline. Gloom and gloom. Yeah. Average price or median price was 199,950 bucks. That's up twelve thousand dollars from a year earlier, six point four percent. Now here's the good news for home shoppers: uh, thirteen hundred and sixty-seven new listings came on the market. Now that is 64 fewer listings than last year, a hmm. 4.5% dip. But let's appreciate the seasonal trend here. That means there were 523 more homes that came on the market than what's sold. Thank goodness. That's called 
growing inventory. Yeah. All right, now here's bad news for loan officers. And I know we've got a lot of loan officers that listen to our show from our competitors. Welcome. 18%, nearly one out of five of those single-family home sales were for cash, meaning people oh. said, we don't need your product. I, I was talking to an agent uh, earlier this week, and they said that when you're in that below $200,000 mark, you are competing with cash buyers that can just outsmoke you if you're a first-time home buyer trying to find something affordable in that range. Well, and here I'm about to uh, support you in that comment. Cash buyers enjoyed a 5% discount on the listing price, and the average sales price for the cash buyer was one hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars boom almost two-thirds of people 62 percent used a 30-year fixed conventional loan to buy their house and they got a three percent discount on the listing price um average home price for somebody financing with a 30-year was two hundred sixty-nine thousand dollars so that's a big gap between the cash buyers that's a hundred eleven thousand dollar difference between the cash buyers and those that use 30-year fixed rate. Uh, right adjustable rate mortgages were only three percent of the market fha was uh, 8.4%, one out of every 12 sales. And by the way, FHA buyers paid on average 99% of the listing price. VA loans were 5%, and WIDA was only 1.5%. Now, very quickly, by price segment, remember a three-month or less supply, that's where you take the number of homes available for sale currently and divide it by the number that sold the prior month mm -hmm. anything from zero to three is a seller's market three to six months is balanced and a six month supply is a buyer's market when you are in the 90 to 180 price range it's balanced uh, from 180 to 300 uh, the number uh, of months supply was only like two or three so definitely a seller's market in yeah. that band from 300 to 499999 back to a four to five month supply so that's balanced now when you get above 500, 500 to 750, it's a 10-month supply, <laughs> decidedly a buyer's market. Yeah, 750 to a million is a 21-month supply. And a million and up, there, there are 110 listings in the five-county area, single-family homes, a million and up, only three sales in January. So that is a 37-month supply. You'd have the pick of the litter on that one. If you're the million up. Yeah. So that just goes to show you, as you guys were talking, uh, earlier, it, it's it depends on your price range. That has a lot to do with the supply and demand. But I'm saying, in the heart of the market, still a seller's market. All right, that's what I got for single family home. Back to you, Dave. Fantastic. All right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, a couple stories uh, about bridge loans and, and helping folks get into that next home, whether it's a seller's sure. balanced or buyer's market. After sure. this first break, and you're listening to the Accurate Mortgage and Realty Show right here on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we're back with Brian and David. It's a pretty impressive opening. We were just talking about there is wealth in the community. With all those cash buyers. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and well, and to Dad's point, you know, the difference between purchasing a property for cash at 168 or 158 versus when you're using someone else's money called a mortgage well you tend to try to buy a little bit more house because buying a paying cash for a $250,000 house that's just a little bit more that's a lot more money yeah uh, but to to dad's point about making cash buyers this kind of segues into a couple phone calls that I got this week um, that 
kind of different symptoms uh, you know, playing the role of Dr. David, not just my uncle, the uh, hair uh, stylist, Dr. <laughs> David Vaughn Wickard up in Green Bay. Hope you're listening, Uncle David. Uh, but myself, Dr. David, the uh, mortgage doctor, different sim- symptoms uh, in conversations, but kind of leading to the same mortgage prescription. I promise I won't keep torturing that metaphor. But um, so the first call that I got was from a 55-year-old daughter looking to help her 85-year-old mom. And um, let's never forget that as much as this work on mortgages and real estate and finance is about numbers, it's mostly, if not all, about emotion. Because how can this daughter help her 85-year-old mom transition from her current paid-for home into the condo that they have an accepted offer on? Mm. Uh, And so the first idea that the daughter had was, well, she would be a co-borrower on the loan with mom. And yes, Acunet and every mortgage company in the country can, will, and should give a 30-year fixed rate loan to an 85-year-old. Kiss your Dinah, no. He pays it back Which, which is a commitment, yes. Yeah, right. That's so, a commitment. But anyway, if she can repay the loan, absolutely. But um, in this circumstance, in taking the application, the daughter, the 55-year-old daughter's financial situation was complicated. You know, she she's done well for herself and kind of amassed a bit of a real estate portfolio. But yeah. again, the devil being in the details, what the 55-year-old daughter was showing on her tax returns on paper uh, probably was not going to help her qualify because she was mm. writing down a lot of things. And God bless, she can do that. Right. Um, so we were talking before the show that we try very, very hard to never reply to a client with a, sorry, can't help you. Good luck to you. You know, Godspeed. Um, and so if plan A didn't kind of wasn't viable, what we put together was plan B. And in this case, it is a bridge loan because see, a bridge loan are bridge loans are oftentimes they're kind of that they are make sense lending Mm -hmm. that acunet we're kind of in mortgage manufacturing which is we got to fit in the box right uh but for a bridge loan so 85 year old grandma she owns a three hundred thousand dollar home free and clear with no loan on it and so you know traditionally a bridge loan allows a homeowner to borrow against the value of their soon-to-be former house right that bridge loan pays off any mortgages or liens on the property and provides cash funds. We're making cash buyers to our point about uh, uh, January home sales. So, so for eighty-five-year-old grandma, she's got this asset. We're just tur- we're going to turn that into cash that she can go pay for her new condo. So we we paired that along with the the daughter, the fifty-five-year-old da- daughter, happened to have a portfolio of several hundred thousand dollars, mm. um, and voila, our bridge loan partners said, "Sounds good," because you know while they do want grandma to be able to make the interest-only payment, the reason that any lending institution gives a bridge loan is based on the equity in the home. A bridge loan is inherently temporary. You know, they're everyone's getting their money back soon because as soon as grandma moves from her old house into the new condo. They're going to list the old house for sale that sells that bridge loan gets paid off. Grandma gets the rest of her proceeds and now she's living in her new condo with no mortgage on that. A bridge loan enables. Exactly. It's a bridge. It gets you from one place to another. It Mm. doesn't have to last very long. So that story number one on bridge loans. When we come back from this first break, I've got a second story for you uh, about uh, 
another uh, bridge loan story. All so right, after this. sounds great. And you're listening to the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show right here on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Brian is uh, helping us better appreciate the meaning of bridge loans, how they can be applied, and how every bridge loan is different based on whoever brings whatever their needs are to the table, right? And financial backing. Yeah. Uh, So the first story was about uh, grandma paid for house. Hey, how can we get her into her next home? Um, And... uh, so my my second story um, is is I got a, a second call this week or a different call from a young family who has a paid off house. So first of all, wow, congratulations to them. Uh, but now they are looking to buy their second next bigger home, uh, kind of out in the West Burbs. Uh, but they, like a lot of people, wanted to needed to know the answer because they had been talking to their agent who said you got to call David. Because they were trying to answer this very important question that I think a lot of move-up buyers um, don't know the answer to, and that's okay, which is, can I buy my next home before I sell my current home? Mm. Which, again, is wow. it, 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 that is a financial... That is tricky. That, that. Is, that is a financial question, but it's also a stress question. It's an emotional question. It's like... Hey, we got you know two kids and two dogs. I I would really like to not have to move twice in order to get into our next home. Uh, so what Acunet gets to calculate though is does your household income support paying two mortgages and all your other monthly debt obligations in perpetuity? Because we we have to pretend that in a worst 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 case scenario you never sell your old home. Um, for these folks, they are living in a neighborhood where that house is going to have, by the time they're done nailing the for sale sign in the front yard, they will have three people walking through the house writing offers. Uh, but the the conservative approach we have to take is, could you continue to make on-time payments on your new mortgage on the new home while also handling the burden of what you owe on the old house. And so and so for these folks the answer is yes. Their income was strong enough and that you know that's not always the case. Um you know we tr- we try to get the numbers to fly of course whenever we can but you know sometimes having two payments uh can't and won't fit into a family's budget. Uh we were you and I were talking Mark that uh, sometimes a bridge loan is impossible because if you've got 10% equity in your home, that's fantastic. But uh, a bridge loan will only uh, go up to 80% of the value of your home. So you, in, in the scenario I just said, if you're already at 90%, well, then you, you are just kind of waiting around to sell your home to get at those proceeds. Sure. Um, so for anyone listening who wants to know the answer to that question, we can give that to you in about 10 minutes or less because it's about understanding how much house do you want to buy next and what is the balance and, and what is the carrying cost of your old home. So for these folks uh, that I spoke to, this young family, they have a paid-for house. So for them, what we're going to line up is a bridge loan on their old home so that they can go, they're not going to be able to pay cash for the next house, but they'll be able to make a substantial down payment. And best of all, as dad likes to say, what they will avoid 
is a home sale contingency. Hey, Mr. Seller, I'll buy your house, but as only after I sell mine. And when you're in a competitive situation, that is the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. And so for these folks, they actually answered two questions, which was, can I afford to buy my next home before I sell my old one? Mm-hmm. And can I write my offer without having to sell my old home before getting the accepted Absolutely. offer on the new one? So You don't want to blink when you're trying to close the deal. No, exactly. <laughs> and, and you want to present the uh, the easiest way for the seller to say yes yeah. and and not not having them not worry about who's buying your home before they're buying your home is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. Some stories about bridge loans, getting you from A to B using a bridge because that's what bridges are for. Excellent so, stuff. Uh, after we come back from this news break, I'm going to invite loan consultant Tim Holdman on the show who's down there in Scottsdale, Arizona as well because we've got an excellent story about getting more than one kick at the can to get a deal done. So we'll cover that after this break. Real estate never say can't happen. Right, exactly. All right, there you go. WTMJ News time is uh, 1029 now. Just hitting 1030. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we're with David in the studio this hour, and it's been a great show. Caught up on uh, single-family home sales. We uh, went into definition of Bridge loans yeah. and how it can be adjusted to whatever a family situation might be. Where are we headed now? Where All are we right. Going to? Well, I wanted to introduce uh, live from Scottsdale, Arizona, Mr. Tim Holdman. Tim uh, is my brother-in-law and fantastic loan consultant at Acunet Mortgage. Tim sits right next to me every day and um, is able to join us because down in Scottsdale as well, he's normally at church on Sunday morning. So, uh, but with us here this morning. So the the story that I wanted to connect with Tim on was um tim may tell me if tell me if you think i'm wrong but uh we've got the antidote for folks who are having a hard time getting an accepted offer and in particular there was a a a family that we were able to get done because at acunet mortgage we've got more than one kick at the can more than one outlet Mm. that we can send a loan to tim you give the rundown of the uh, family that i've got in mind here yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me, David and Brian. It's a pleasure to be on. Uh, I was a story myself a few years ago when my wife and I were shopping for our first home, so it's nice to be on the other side of the table. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, uh, connected with a, a young couple looking to buy their first home in the North Shore area, and they did uh, uh, the thing that every realtor loves a young couple to do. They contacted a lender first to see if they could get pre-approved before going out and shopping for their, their home that they want to buy. And they had uh, a little bit of an interesting job history. The, the main borrower had jumped to a different couple of careers and had, uh, had some part-time and full-time, uh, you know, mixing and matching in the last couple of years. And the other borrower was in school uh, full-time uh, while also working full-time. So I knew that uh, I would want to get them uh, actually into an underwriter uh, to get them to sign off on that before we could get them a rock-solid pre-approval. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first uh, loan outlet that we went to actually did not sign off on that uh, employment history. They said they would need to wait another six months before they could qualify for a loan. Oh, mortgage. I didn't know it was six months. So, Holy cow. Yeah. yeah, a six more months from, you know, from when they initially applied. Just they wanted to see a little bit more of that uh, good work history there. Yeah. So 
we took them to a second outlet uh, just to see if we could do anything for them now because they were hot to trot and wanted to get into something this spring. And sure enough, the, the other outlet uh, did accept the work history with a, a couple uh, explanations that we provided. And uh, over the weekend, they found a house and, and got an accepted offer with our rock solid pre-approval. Oh, no kidding. I didn't so know that they minute. got an accepted offer already. Okay, wow. Yep. It's amazing. When you give people uh, that uh, that license to hunt, a lot of people use it. Indeed. But, but I was going to just try to amplify and point out. So if that person would have gone to, let's say, their bank, how many mm-hmm. kicks at the at the can does a typical bank have? Uh, I believe one. <laughs> one. That. That's yeah. right. And, and so we're not out of ammunition at Acunet. Even this is for the same type of loan, right? A thirty-year fixed rate 30 conventional year fixed loan. Rate conventional loan. Yeah. Right. We if 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 uh, Fannie Mae servicer number one says, nah, we don't like the job history," we've got Fannie Mae servicer number two and three. Uh, available to take an alternative look, which is really, really, I think, uh, important right. um, to have those options. Well, right. and Tim, That's end of my comment, well, David. Tim, to your yeah, credit too, you you told them that they need to hold tight until we got them that license because they were chomping at the bit. Yes. Yes, and it, that's the, another thing I wanted to point out is that the automated underwriting system that Acunet and, and any other lender would use gave them sort of the green light without you know an actual person underwriter looking at that so if they would have gone to you know an online you know pre-approval through a you know a big bank or something like that they would have gotten a a pre-approval letter and could have written an offer with that but had it been accepted they would have been in for a rude surprise Mm -hmm. and you know they would have not been able to get a mortgage potentially with that you know other lender so uh whenever it's a little bit of a unique situation you know always good to get the rock solid pre-approval because that way, you know, you know, you got the the backing of a two thousand dollar guarantee behind it. Well, and uh, Tim, even to the, your point further, kind of the antidote. They once they were armed with their rock solid pre approval, they were serious. They they went and got an accepted offer. They didn't wait around. They'd been, they, they, yeah, as it, opposed to six months waiting. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, remarkable. Right. right. Yeah, they, they were very patient and and very cooperative, which is also very helpful. Fantastic. Well, they've got an accepted offer. All right. Well, Tim, thanks for. Uh, hopping on the show here we're gonna have you back more and more i have a feeling deep down in my soul yeah. so my all right. pleasure thanks for having me. all right fantastic all right when we come back from this uh break here we're gonna do a little rate roundup because um you be, might be interested to know that rates continue to be favorable excellent despite any other economic headwinds so we'll cover that here after this break and you're listening to the accurate mortgage and realty show on wtmj Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We're back. David is with us here in Milwaukee. Brian's in Scottsdale. And uh, we're learning all, learning all kinds of stuff about the marketplace. And enjoying the Los Lonely Boys. Those guys can play some guitar. Yeah, they play they good though? blues. They're great. <laughs> well, our producer, Sean uh, Levine, is a pretty hip guy. There you go. You're a hipster. <laughs> yeah, you, there you go. All, uh, right. all right. So I wanted to do a, a little rate roundup here um, because rates continue to be favorable. And um, I think last week, Dad was talking about some forecasting that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the two Jagundis uh, government-sponsored entities, continue to predict that rates will remain steady, not just through the end of 2019, but the end of through the end of 2020. Uh, that is a modification of their previous forecast, thus proving that economists are trying their best and 
are 50-50 at best in their predictions. Mm. But at the close of business on Friday, Acunet could offer 4.375% on a 30-year fixed. APR's 4.4 with just $995 in cost. That's with a credit score of 740 or above, 25% equity, escrowing for your taxes. Um, if you fall below, if you can qualify for the loan at or below the median income for your census tract, uh, Acunet could offer 4.375% with just $495 in cost. APR is still 4.4. It's because Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac want to incentivize home ownership. And uh, they, for folks who are at or below median income, they get a little bit of a break. Really helps on uh, PMI when you're putting less than 20% down. Uh, utilize and being technically uh, not just sufficient but technical experts matters when it comes to helping folks being able to afford their loan um, so knowing all the all programs that are available to first-time homebuyers and how to use them uh, it makes me feel good about Acunet because I know that we can uh, and I, I try as best as possible to communicate that to um, Home shoppers, home borrowers, um, that uh, that that's a good thing to have. Uh, finally, let's say you're uh, thinking about retirement here in the next couple of years, and you want a paid-for house. So maybe on a 15-year fixed, Acunet could offer 3.99% with an APR of 404. That's just with $995 in cost. That's pretty good for the cost of uh, mortgage rates. The, so we continue to help folks refinance. You know, for all that we kind of week in and week out talk about first time or move up buyers, um, it's definitely true that refinancing is still available. I was just looking because rates have come down. You wouldn't know this because it's not like the stock market, but rates since November uh, 8th. So a mere, was that 90 days ago? Mm -hmm. Rates have come down a half percent. Wow. So if you do that math, so let's say you borrowed $240,000 back when you bought your house in November. You closed down your house. If you could drop your refinancing, it's called rate and term. You're just you're, you're refinancing the money that you already owe. Um, if you were offered the opportunity to pay less to live in your same house, in my, in my example here, Let's say uh, the interest rate back in November was 4.875%. Well, hey, I just told you Acunet could deliver an APR of 4.375. That would save you $72 per month. I always like to point out to folks that if your cell phone company called you and said, hey, you can save $72 per month on your cell phone bill, or if your cable provider, if you still have cable, called you and said, would you like to pay $72 less per month for on your, your cable bill? Right, yeah. on your dream. You, you, my response would be, where do you need me to start driving to right now right. in order to lower my cell phone bill by 72 bucks a month? That's 860 bucks a year. That's like getting, uh, truly, let's say, it's like getting a, let's say $860 is your actual take-home pay. Let's say you, because uh, nobody gets to take home their pre-tax dollars, that would be the equivalent of getting a $1,200 raise Certainly. for the after-tax money that Acunet could save you to just live in the same house. 
Certainly. So we've been helping a lot of folks, you know, take advantage of a drop in rates. And, you know, selfishly, it's like it's good for Acunet because we're helping people. But at the same time, it's good for families as well if they can improve their budget simply because the price of gas today called an interest rate is a little bit lower than when they bought their house. Right. So if you want a no social security required mortgage checkup, we'll put together the numbers for you. Tim or myself or any of our loan consultants will share their computer screen with you and walk you through if there is an opportunity to save on your mortgage. Improve your monthly budget just a little bit. So anyway, those, that's your rate roundup for this Sunday. Uh, after this last break, I've got a story about a phone call that I had this week for a guy who's considering paying cash for an $800,000 home. And Brian, wow. and, I, Brian and I are going to talk wow. about that because... That is a unique setting, and no. I've got. I, I'm biased, but I'm going to share my bias. Now, now you've got. Cash. Now you've got Not, my interest. Okay. <laughs> after this break, there you go. On the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show, right here on WTMJ. Expert advice on buying a home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We're uh, David Wickert in the studio this hour, and I'm anxious to hear about this client who's coming to you with, whoa, okay, uh, tell uh, me about this. Okay, so uh, I took a call this week from um, a borrower who apparently has come into some money. And has been looking for a big home for kind of a while. As Dad said at the top of the hour, the inventory when you want to buy an $800,000 house, you have got your pick of the litter. So they're not overly rushing to go and um, you know sell their current home and get into their next one. They're kind of waiting for their dream house. Um, but the conversation that we had, and and anytime I have these conversations with folks, I from the onset, admit my bias. That it's like, I am a mortgage banker. So I have a perspective of the world that is skewed to what I do every day, of course. So so for this guy, uh, for this client, it was debating whether or not to pay cash for maybe upwards of, Dad, are you ready for this? An $800,000 home. To which I set down my coffee and just at the notion of parting with that much money to bury into the two by fours of your home. But dad, what you're going to uh, smirk about this too, is that the gentleman that I was speaking to was a financial advisor. Do you have any thoughts Whoa. about that guy? I was going to guess accountant. <laughs> Accountants hate that. They, they're all, oh, yeah, pay that off. Well, okay. Financial advisor. So he cannot earn himself. I, the interest rate on any mortgage that he would carry, he I should fire himself. I cracked open the Brian Wickert uh, uh, manual as soon as he said this, having learned from the best myself. And I said w exactly what you said, Dad, which was, really? You, you're you doing what you do. There is no better place that you can put this money. Um, and, and, and so ultimately, Mark, to conversations we've had and Dad, we've had as well that Turns out that this this is not a financial decision. This this because when it comes to numbers, the only answer is the usage of your money outside of the two by fours of your home sure. will make you wealthier, f faster, longer, stronger. Um, because that's how banks and credit unions have made money since Methuselah was a boy. Was 
I'm going to take your savings and deposits and I'm going to pay you next to nothing for doing that. And then I'm going to turn around and lend that money to a local manufacturing company that wants to build a new plant. And they, banks and credit unions earn the difference between the nothing that they're paying you, Mr. Depositor, and what they're earning from their own investment portfolio. Yeah. Um, Now, now, David, one thing that I often do for high net worth people like this, because it's a bit of a compromise, mm -hmm. is to say, well, why don't you put half down or, you know, and then we'll lend you $484,350, which happens to be the Fannie Mae maximum loan amount, on a 15-year fixed rate. So you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Because, yes. you know, you're not parting with all that money at once. You're kind of hedging. You're, oh, people like that word. You're going to be a hedge guy. <laughs> hedging, yes. Right. And, and in fact, over half of the very first monthly payment that you make on a 15-year fixed rate goes towards principal at these low rates. And, you know, certainly if you're not comfortable, Mr. Financial Advisor, that you could beat the rate on a 30-year fixed rate at 4375 you know, by investing it in a broad portfolio of investment products over three decades. Yeah. Well, maybe you feel comfortable that you could beat 3.875. And sometimes it's that combination of the three handle on the 15-year fixed rate now, meaning the rate that starts with a three, and the fact that, oh, well, I am still going to be paying a lot of principal. I'm just not doing it all at once. Makes them happy. Indeed. And again, being mortgage bankers ourselves, we are biased because we would like to give somebody a mortgage. But we also, when we have the opportunity to have the conversation, we kind of can't help ourselves but point out, really, is this like the absolute best use of your money? And and so, Dad, you'll appreciate this. Uh, re, th- his follow-up question, and I hate to you know bang on this guy so hard, but it's a good example was, well, but what if I wanted to just get a $50,000 loan? You know, I'm going to buy an $800,000 house and pay and and pay cash for 750. 750? Yeah, to which to which I then it's like, okay, well, then let's go down this slippery slope. If you would borrow 50, why wouldn't you borrow 75? Why wouldn't you borrow 100? Well, you know, where is the tipping why point? Why would you between... borrow 700,000 exactly. and take it to its logical extreme? Exactly. So, yeah. And this is called opportunity cost. That's the yes. word for this that economists use is it's opportunity cost. I can use this pile of money to put it into a debt investment. That's what people often call buying real estate. If it's not income, you know, rental property. Sure. It's dead money. It's just going to sit there until you sell the house. So interesting. And, you know, should I do that or should I invest it in something mm-hmm. else? Right. So interestingly enough, conversations week in and week out sound like financial conversations but a lot of times they're emotional conversations because for this guy to his credit he's thinking about i got three young kids you know we might be improving this home that we he he just wants the stress reduction of not having to worry about a mortgage if it's me my stress inducement would be wow i have a lot of money in this home and and from an investment perspective you're hoping that that investment calls called your house does not depreciate in value as well all right. Wow. So there, there you go. The wonky end to today's show. But uh, for anyone who is uh, competing to win on listings out there on new homes, you need a rock solid pre-approval and a great buyer's agent. Acunet can help with both. All you got to do to get started is click on the blue button at acunet.com. A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. Talk to you same time. David, great week, having friend. you with us. Brian, hope you enjoy the rest of your stay in Scottsdale, my friend. It's getting better every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. See you later. All right. It's 1058 on WTMJ. 
The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the host or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.